0: Hello, fans. Welcome. It is another edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. It is the Wednesday edition. I am Todd Grappanini, your radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans. Hope everybody out there is staying safe, practicing their social distancing as we all try to get through this very difficult time together. But we do want to talk a little hoops. I know a lot of people out there are missing Pelicans basketball as we all are, and it is our special privilege to have on the head coach of your New Orleans Pelicans joining us on the podcast. It is Alvin Gentry, coach. It's been a while since we spoke. It's great for you to be on the show.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. I mean, it's it's great to try to touch any other fans. I know this has been a real, real difficult time, if you just alluded to, but uh, you know we'll find a way to get through this, and uh, especially here in New Orleans. I mean, this is everyone knows how this community operates. You know, they, they stick together and we become a team and we don't get through anything really.
0: No question about it. Coach, first of all, before we get into everything, how are you doing? Uh,
1: uh how I, you I, feel?
0: And is everything all right?
1: I'm doing fine. Uh, I feel great. Uh, uh, you know, the fact that you're <laughs> you're, you're isolated and quarantined and, uh, all of that stuff gets to be very, very old, but uh you know it's what we have to do in order to get through this and uh I hope everybody' that's out there you know is is practicing their social distancing, but more so than anything, just kind of stand at home and uh uh we'll we'll weather this as I said
0: coach it's been if you can believe it, and it feels like a year now, but the airing of this podcast on Wednesday, it would be three weeks to the day when we left Sacramento when we were in Golden One Arena that night. And obviously we're told that uh, we were not going to play and, and we were going to come home. And of course, we found out that night that Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID. And then we were getting ready to play and obviously did not. But it, it just it seems like it's been such a length of time. And you think about it, it's only been three weeks since that night in Sacramento.
1: Uh, it, I, to be honest with you, this feels like three months. Yep. Uh, you know, it just it, it 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 was you know such turmoil right then that night. You know of what was going on, and uh, uh, you know, and then to get on a plane and fly home that night, and and uh, pretty much basketball has been over. You know since mm-hmm. then, so uh, it seemed like such a long, long time. As I said, uh, but I think all the decisions that were were made were the right decisions, and uh, you know, obviously. This is not something that we're facing in the NBA or even in our country, but this is a world issue right now.
0: Talking with Alvin Gentry on the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek Wednesday edition. He is your head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. Coach, you know, we never really talked about this. We haven't had a chance to see each other or or, or speak, but what was going on in the locker room? Uh, You know, myself and John DeShazer were, were up there getting ready to, to start the broadcast, we had just gone into our pregame show uh, that night. And, you know, we had found out that Rudy Gobert had tested positive. We had found out that uh, the NBA was going to suspend the rest of the season, but we were going to play. We never took the court. What was being discussed in the locker room at that time before our game was ultimately uh, suspended?
1: Well, I <clears throat> I think we were in contact with the league uh, the entire time. And, uh, you know, the question was going to be, were we going to con- uh, continue and just play the game? Or was it going to, uh, you know, are we not going to play? And then uh, everyone would just get back home and uh, and then the decision would be made to obviously to suspend the season. So uh, we were just waiting uh, on information that we would get. Uh, didn't see any reason for us to take the court until it was uh, – a solid answer as to if we were playing or not playing uh, and that's basically what it was so uh, when the decision was made that we weren't going to play then obviously uh, you know all the wheels were put in gear as to uh, getting us back home and getting us back home right away.
0: Yeah you know one of the things and you you go through certain scenarios and and when you're you know where we were up uh, in the broadcast location basically on the on the baseline and you know, I'm looking at, at J.D. going, I, I don't think we're going to play. And there's something that will forever be burned into my into my memory. I see you walking out of the tunnel and, and looking around and looking up in the stands. And I looked at J.D. and I said, no, that, that, we're, we're done. I mean, we're not playing. I'll just – that's just one of those things I'm never going to forget. When you walked out of the tunnel and the rest of the team wasn't behind you. Kind of knew it was over. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, you know, that's when we started to get the information that uh, we were not going to play that night. And, uh, you know, I've never experienced anything like it in 31 years in the NBA. I don't think I've ever been in that situation, Uh, you know, uh, to the point of, of, you know, a game, you're at the arena and ready to play and the game is being suspended. So uh, it was new. It was something new to everyone, I think. But, uh, you know, uh, thank goodness we're back and we're safe. And, Uh, And as I said, I think uh, everyone is really practicing, you know, the social distancing and everything that they really should in this situation, because that's going to be the only way that we really get through this.
0: It is the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. We're talking with Pelicans head coach, Alvin Gentry. Coach, you know, look, everyone is going through the same thing. And it's, it's a, it's a playbook that no one's ever opened before. We're all trying to figure this out at the same time, but, You know, as far as your team goes, we were really looking forward to those last 19 games. And obviously, uh, the season is not uh, finished by any stretch of the imagination. But just up up until that point on March 11th, it was really starting to get fun. Uh, You know, we were in a race for the eighth spot. You had all kind of head-to-head games uh, with the teams that we were chasing and that we were competing with for that final head to head spot. And I guess that's just the tough part about it is is it was uh it was down to down to the home stretch, if you will, and, and everything just came to a hiatus, but the team was playing the type of basketball that you would really wanted them to play the entire year.
1: Well, and I think that's what's really disappointing about it is that uh, you know, we were gonna control our own destiny. And I I talk to the guys all the time about uh let's put ourselves in a situation where we control our destiny. We don't have to look at the uh, scoreboard, and we don't have to wonder who beat who, but for us to be able to play ourselves into the playoffs. And as you said, the thing that was the most uh, encouraging is that, uh, you know, we had, you know, two g- head-to-head games with Mem- Memphis, three with San Antonio, two with Sacramento, you know, all the teams that uh, that we were chasing. Uh, we had won the series with the, uh, Portland. So, Uh, We thought that uh, we had gone through a stretch where we had the toughest schedule in the league, and then we had a schedule that we thought was very favorable for us down the stretch, and, uh, you know, we weren't able to play that. So uh, that's part of it, and, you know, some kind of way we'll get back up and running, and and I'm sure our guys will be just as excited about it as far as getting back on the court and competing.
0: Coach, Fox Sports New Orleans has been replaying uh, select games throughout this time, the last couple of weeks, and you know we we uh, we're going to replay the memph the excuse me the yeah the Memphis game that was played in our building, not the MLK game, the one that was played in our building, and, and we scored 139 points. And I was uh, asked to do the Pelicans playback, which was the 30 minute pregame show with Jen Hale. And again, we scored 139 points that night. We had eight and double figures. I would think that would be the peak of what your team, uh, as you envisioned it, when you're talking about sharing the basketball and and, and just getting everybody involved.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think so. You know, more impressive than the 139 was that uh, I think we had 41 assists in that game, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, you know, to me, that that speaks volumes about, you know, what we're trying to teach as coaches and what our players have accepted uh, from the standpoint of, uh, you know, we're a ball movement team, we're a, we're a player movement team, and when we do that, uh, we become a pretty good basketball team, especially sharing the ball. So uh, I thought that was an impressive win for us against a team that has been playing uh, very good. And, uh, you know, uh, 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 Coach Jenkins had done an unbelievable job with that crew, and, uh, uh, you know, they were in a spot, and uh, everybody was chasing them to, to get to the playoffs.
0: Coach, we had 19 games left in the regular season, and you know, (laughs) use this expression many times as the season went on. I I don't know if we've had a a bigger roller coaster ride from the preseason with all the Zion hype until then. He went down, missed 44 games. You go through the the Christmas road trip, which really got us back on trap. I mean, back on track. It's just it's been such a peak and valley type of season. But you guys really stayed the course. The entire way, uh, nobody pointed any fingers when when it was not going so well. And, and I think that's really why this has been an impressive second half, because you kept it together when it really wasn't all fine and dandy.
1: Well, we've got great leaders, and I think that's the reason, you know, uh, it's, it's really difficult. Uh, for anyone, and especially a coach. I mean, i just speaking frankly to, to you know, to survive a 13-game losing streak. But uh, as you said, uh, you know, uh, no one ever wavered from what we were trying to do. And, uh, you know, the leadership we had with Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick and, uh, you know, Derek Favors, who's a silent leader, and, you know, some of our other young guys that have stepped up, you know, they just said that we're just going to keep battling and we'll get this turned around. And, you know, we did get it turned around. And, you know, I thought we were playing really, really good basketball, uh, you know, up until the time, you know, we we ended up in Sacramento and, and what happened from there. So uh, it gives us something to shoot for uh, whenever the hiatus is over and we start back to play. And I think our guys will continue to individually keep themselves in great shape and continue to work out and uh, be ready to go when this whole thing is over.
0: Coach, you've been in this league, as you mentioned, 31 years, and and you've pretty much seen it all. As far as this team, though, goes, who in your mind has made the biggest jump from the preseason to where we were on March 11th when the season was put on hiatus?
1: Well, I think you can look at, uh, you know, Brandon Ingram. You know, obviously he played at an all-star level and was uh, very deserving of the all-star uh, but I think the guy that have really kind of got us going and has been great has been Alonzo uh, Ball. I just think what he's done from the point guard uh, position as far as the pace of the game, uh, I think his shooting has vastly improved and uh, he's put himself in a situation when guys try to go under him. Uh, he's made them pay. Uh, you know, Drew's just been so solid uh Derek Favors has been the guy that have kind of anchored our defense, the improvement that we've had there. So there's a lot of uh, 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 things and factors that have factored into it. But I just think in general, uh, the overall team uh, has been playing much, much better. And we've get gotten good play from our bench also.
0: Well, that's the key too, Coach, when you're trying to be consistent and be a consistent winner. You've got to have guys step up. Uh, they have to embrace what their role is. And if you look through the course of this season, everybody who has been on that roster for the most part has had an impact in the year. They've played meaningful minutes and I think it's really shown itself as the season has gone along where you've built that depth that we've talked about from the from the beginning.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. And uh, you know, I didn't even mention Zion in the in the right. last <laughs> statements that I had. You know, uh, he's played at such a high level, and for him, it's been real comfortable because once again, I think our veteran guys have realized, you know, what we have in Zion, and uh, have, have have really accepted him with open arms and and uh, given him an opportunity to be who exactly who he's he's he he's, he is. But you know, you talk about each one is made. You know, he's he's had games that have really helped us. Uh, you know, uh, Nico Melly has come in and and really been a solid, solid player for us about the last 10, 15 games. So, you know, we can keep naming guys off the bench that right. have that have come in and helped us. You know, Jackson Hayes played those meaningful minutes for us until we got Favor back, uh, favors back, and so there's a lot of things uh, that I think factor in, but the bottom line is that there's been so many times where we walked in the locker room afterwards and, and said, guys, this is a great team win, you know, it's been a team win where everybody at some stage in that game, as you said, did something to help us get over the hump.
0: Just a couple of more minutes with Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry on the Pelicans podcast presented by Seeky. Coach, and that's a thing, and that's why people in this city are so excited now about the future of the New Orleans Pelicans, the team that David Griffin and Trajan Langdon have put together. It's the core, Coach. You're doing it the right way. You're building from within uh, with draft picks. Just, I mean, you think about the the average age of this team. It is extremely young and guys can learn on the court together. And that's why people are so excited because of the nucleus of this Pelican squad.
1: Well, I think you're right. And, you know, you look at Zion, who's a 19-year-old and, you know, Jackson and uh uh alexander walker right. you know one's 19 one's 20 we got a 22 year old uh Alonzo just turned 22 uh you know so uh josh uh hard is 24 so you can go on and on and on and uh you know we got uh good young players and they've been able to get some meaningful minutes on the court and i think all that's going to do is help us in the future but you know i deb have paid played, played a uh, uh, unbelievable hand. We've missed J.J. Reddick for some games. Yep. There's been guys that have stepped in and and played great. We missed Drew for a couple of games and had some great wins uh, with him out. So all that does is tell me that uh, you know we're headed in the right direction and that uh, you know Dave Griffin and uh, Trajan and you know all those guys in basketball ops have done a great job of putting us in a position to have some quality guys.
0: Coach, finally. And, you know, obviously this is, this is unprecedented times and, and guys are, are, are here. They're trying to stay in shape. Have you talked to the guys? Do you talk to them on a regular basis? And, and how are they trying to stay in shape when, and hopefully when this season gets back underway?
1: Well, I, I text, you know, most of our guys, and uh, obviously what they're trying to do is get themselves in a situation where they can continue to work out and, uh, and do some things to try to stay in shape you know the tough thing that happens there is that there's so many places that are closed down you know right. there's uh gyms and health clubs and everything were would have closed down so a lot of our guys uh have just uh ordered some equipment on their own and and doing some things on their own right now but hopefully you know we're going to be able to to get back together and start to work again Uh, You know, we have a great commissioner, and and he's got a great staff there. So uh, some kind of way this is going to get all worked out. Uh, We'll be able to play basketball again uh, and and finish out this season. But uh, uh, it's been difficult for the guys because they're so regimented this time of the year uh, for them to now, you know, kind of be on their own. And, you know, we can't do uh, anything with them uh, from an organizational standpoint, but we do try to communicate with them a lot. And I know that our trainers and, you know, and our strength and conditioning guy, um, you know, they're in touch with them a lot just to kind of uh, monitor what's going on with them.
0: Well, coach cannot thank you enough for your time and. I got a lot of there. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, We all do. We all do. No, we, we missed the basketball. You know, actually uh, I'm glad you said that before. Uh, I know that ESPN just put out that they're going to kind of accelerate the release of that Michael Jordan uh, documentary. Uh, How excited are you to watch that? Because I know anyone.
1: I I, I, I tell you, it'll be one of the most watched television shows in the history, I think. You know, anybody that have been around at all and, uh, you know, know the run that they had and know Michael, uh, it's going to be something that I think is just going to be great, great to sit down and watch.
0: Well, Coach, that's the thing. If if you're a youngster growing up nowadays and watching the Zions of the world and really maybe have no idea or, or the Giannis's and, and really have no idea who Michael Jordan was, I think they're going to get a really good understanding of what kind of player he was and what he meant to the league. It's going to be an education uh, all over again for any basketball fan.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's funny you say that because my, my son, who's uh, 19 years old, said to me, Dad, I don't even remember, you know, exactly. Michael playing. I wasn't, you know, he's retired. He, he had retired by the time I could walk, okay? So uh, it's going to be interesting, but uh, I think they'll get a real, real good in-depth feel of, of who Michael was as a basketball player and a competitor. So uh, I think it's going to be great for the younger generation to see
0: All right, Coach, again, thanks so much for your time. Stay safe and look forward to talking to you very soon. Hopefully, I'll see you very, very soon. All right,
1: sounds good, Graham.
0: Thanks so much, Coach. All right, bye bye. Thank you again to Head Coach Alvin Gentry for joining us on the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Again, Todd Graffinini here, radio voice of your Pelicans. Please, everyone out there, continue to practice social distancing. Stay safe. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks again for joining us on the Pelicans Podcast, presented by Safety.